Hello and welcome to episode 34 of The Grocery Guru. We're here with that guru, who is Andrew Grant. Andrew, how are you doing? Morning, Darren. Yes, very good. You well? I'm very well. It's Friday. What's in our post bag? What's on your mind? What's the world talking about today in the world of grocery? Yeah, it's, um, I think uh, yesterday, uh, all, all you could hear about other than England playing Germany next week was um, um, HFSS. It doesn't exactly s slip off the tongue. Um, it's nothing to do with a train line about to go past your house, but it's, I, I think it's a pretty big deal, actually. All right, so HFSS, let's treat me like an idiot. No comments invited. HFSS, what does that mean? Okay, um, I, I won't get you to guess. Uh, high fat, salt and sugar foods. So um, uh, for, for people in the industry, the impulse uh, category, basically. Um, some pretty serious legislation coming down the tracks and actually potentially will be in force on the 1st of April, 2022, which by my reckoning is 279 days away. It is. Um, and if the legis legislation goes through as, as, as I've read it, seismic changes to all those foods that would be classed as high fat, sugar, and salt. So we're talking fizzy drink, we're talking soft drinks, cakes, biscuits, chocolate, crisps, snacks, um, even processed ready meals and stuff like that. Um, wow, all right, so, so let's do what our Americans say. Let's unbox this with you. I that term, but let's unbox it. So HFSS is about salty, sugary foods. Um, I think I, I do know a little bit about this. You said it's the biggest change in enforced dietary changes since the World War, Second World War? Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, you know, I'm sure we all remember, you know, Jamie Oliver and the Turkey Twizzlers. You know, the government, the government over the last 10 years has, has made a lot of changes, um, encouraging and in some regards, forcing manufacturers to change formulations. So to reduce the amount of salt, to reduce the amount of sugar. There's obviously been the, you know, the watershed advertising bans, yep. um, not allowed to sell, not allowed to advertise these products to kids or in schools. Yep. So sort of round the edges, but what they're proposing for next April, uh, as far as retailers and suppliers are concerned, is goes one hell of a step further. And that is to ban the sighting of those foods anywhere other than on the shelf, you know, the, the, their home shelf. So you can't have, you know, sweets on checkouts. A lot of the, a lot of the retailers have made that decision themselves, but that will be illegal. No sighting of sweets or these HFSS products uh, anywhere near the checkouts, within two meters of the entrance. Um, and then probably the biggest, um, you won't be able to volume promote these products. So. You'll be able to price promote, I believe, but you won't be able to do bog offs, extra freeze, toothers. And if you think of the impulse category, certainly back in my day, something like 70% of a brand's volume in those categories went through on deal. So, so let's bring that to life. If I'm walking through the central aisle of a Tesco or a Sainsbury's and I see the gondola end and it's packed with M&Ms with a little round man with a funny hands, yeah. No more. 
from April the 1st, 2022, potentially not, unless it's a straight price promotion. But then would it be, would it you know, be big enough to get on end? And then also secondary sighting though, so it will be allowed. Uh, that's a very good point. It's second, uh, but yeah, um, I'm not sure secondary sighting counts as promotional, but yeah, but potentially, that's a very good point actually, you have to promote off shelf. Okay, so, <clears throat> and what, how does this fit in with the sugar tax on soft drinks that we saw a while back? Yeah, that, that's separate. This is, I said, this is about, you know, the, the merchandising and promotion of a massive slug of the store. And this is going to affect all stores over 2,000 square feet. Oh, okay. All, all symbol and um, member stores. So this isn't just the big supermarkets. This is everybody, basically, other than the indep independent mum and pop shop. So this will affect a spa. This will affect spa. It will affect all days, today's, Nisa, the works. Okay. And your sense, because you know a lot of people in the industry, have they wrapped their heads around this yet? A few have. I mean, a few of the big brands that we talk to in those categories, they have. And they're very focused on, you know, um, engaging with their with, with their retail customers to get space re redesigned. Right. Because if, as you say, you can only promote off shelf. Yeah. All of a sudden, think of the volume that goes through, as I said, those impulse um, lines on end. Yeah. If they're not going to lose a shed load of volume, manufacturers and retailers, they've somehow got to shift that amount of volume off shelf. So do you suddenly need 50% more shelving? And then even more interesting, yeah. what do you put on those promotional ends? Because, you know, the, the fact that it's called impulse means that actually we quite like the stuff. It might be bad for us, but yeah. we like it. Are we going to buy bog offs of, you know, um, whole wheat, grain, cereal bars and, you know, lime infused natural mineral water? I don't think so. So that there is there is a positive for all the other categories who may find now that they've got access to space they never got access to before. Yeah. And but they've got access but, to promotions they never got access to before. Yeah. But do they sell in enough volume? Probably not. Okay, good point. And then I guess this is also bricks and mortar plus digital. So if there yeah. is, and let's come back to my example of the M&Ms with the funky hands, the round red guy, Digitally, if that was a banner on a Tesco uh, shopping site, it probably won't be allowed anymore. No, that was the big news yesterday. Digital digital advertising or online advertising will be banned. Right. Manufacturers will still be allowed to have their own M&M website or Coca-Cola website. But yeah, they, they won't be able to do pop-up banners on a Tesco or a Sainsbury's shopping site promoting a, a promotion. So this this law bigger than G Scop bigger impact do you think on the grocery world in the UK? Yeah, because G Scop is after the event. G Scop only comes in if a retailer inadvertently or deliberately breaches it. No, this is this is this is like changing the speed limit from seventy down to forty on a motorway. Yes, yes. in my view. Yeah, for the impulse category, it potentially halves it. And you mentioned earlier 287 days or something because we came up with some sort of countdown thing. But actually, that's days in working days. 
we can take a whole bunch off that. So we're probably down to about 180, 190 days before this thing happens. Oh yeah, and so yeah, in terms of working days, where are we now? We're effectively July. Um, in the old world, the world stopped in July and August. Yeah. Um, so you've got September, October, November and December busy for Christmas. So you've got September, October, January, Feb. You've got five months. So 20 weeks, um, 140 days less. Uh, yeah, you're probably down to 100 working days or less. And that's just got me thinking about, would you just bring to life Easter for us? Easter eggs, what's happening yeah. there? Well, they'll, they'll still be able to sell Easter eggs, but will it, will it be allowed on front of store pallets, which traditionally you walk into a store just prior to Easter and you can't move yeah. um, for pallets of Easter eggs. So potentially no pallets of Easter eggs, certainly no three for 10 or buy, what, buy two for five quid, which is how the stores have promoted Easter for the last 10 years or so. In theory, it'll be single priced Easter eggs in shelf. Wow. Well, yeah. I, and would you just expand, I don't know if you've got the knowledge, but let's try. In terms of products, so Easter eggs, obvious, M&Ms was my example. What are some of the more obscure ones that we're not thinking about? Well, it's probably easy to say what isn't covered. So what's counted as a staple? Yeah. So oil, olive oil, um, uh, olive oil, corn oil, um, lard, butter, margarine. That's all very high fat, but by definition, um, those will be excluded because they count as a staple item. Right. Oh, okay. Um, right. But anything that is processed, <clears throat> so the minute that becomes a cake, a biscuit, a chocolate bar, a fizzy drink, a processed ready meal, it falls under the HFSS legislation. And there's there's a whole government website. If anybody's watching and is worried whether their products um, fit in or not, there is a government website with a calculator to work out, you know, if your combination of fat, salt and sugar breaches the guidelines. Okay, we'll put a link to that at the bottom of this video for people. I'm just aware we're coming up on your time. So HFSS comes, we think, 1st of April. My last question is, G. Scott was quite fuzzy as to which products were in and which products were out, included, excluded. I guess this is going to be similar where we'll get those gray, gray areas around the edge where people think, oh, that's not in, but it is. Yeah, um, I don't think it'll be as grey as G-Scop. I think they will be pretty specific. Now, there will always be, you know, remember when VAT was brought in, there was the Jaffa cake debate. Is Jaffa, was a Jaffa cake a cake or a biscuit? And McVitie's actually won the fact it was a cake and didn't have VAT. Ah, okay. Even though it's covered in chocolate and full of jam. <laughs> um, now, there's going to be the odd product like that, but, you know... Um, I think when you look at that, that government website, they've been pretty comprehensive in what constitutes an HFS product, HFSS product. HFSS, all right. Last bit, if you would, Andrew, I know we've got a webinar coming up with, that we're partnering with Wanzel. Uh, would you just give us 10, 20 seconds on that and then we'll uh, let you get back to your day. Yeah, I, I, obviously, you know, I think there'll be a lot of people out there who hopefully when they see that will have a OMG moment um what is this does it affect my product what the, what on earth do we do yeah. so 
yeah, we've um, you know we're, we're we're putting together a um, a webinar with with Wanzel, uh, the shop outfitting um, people, um, just to help suppliers through this. Well, I, as I said, I think you know from a car analogy, it's like suddenly getting on the M1 and realizing you can only do forty. Wow. Which, in actual fact, is all you can do most days, but uh, <laughs> ho hopefully you get the analogy. All right. So we've talked to Andrew about HFSS. He's our grocery guru. If you have more questions, there's a few links at the bottom of the video. Please get in touch. Andrew, thank you again. Have a good Friday. Take care. Take care. Bye.